0: need water before we start our hangout? I got my drink, I got my shit. I'm good. David bake, mashwona, totally.
1: whatever. you need. Welcome to the second episode of the Cozy Cassette. This week we're gonna be talking about Astro World, Travis Scott's latest release. Uh dropped August third, initial release date. Wow. Fuck a December, I'm pretty sure <laughs> at this point.
0: Was it the, there was like a weren't we talking about it in confidence that it was gonna come out like yeah, summertime He's, 2017. Cause he said he said summertime.
1: And then he, like, at the end of November, he was just like, it's going to drop this year. So, like, there isn't much wiggle room there when there's a month and a half left in the year and you say it's going to drop out, it's going to drop soon-ish. But, you know, August 3rd,
0: not that bad. Look, we got it. I mean, I can't complain, especially because it's, it's high quality. Like, it's not, I expected it to be... You know, I had high expectations But that's because This is my bible So (laughs) Um, 17 tracks 58 minutes I respect it I respect it it. There's some diversity in there You don't feel like Like that's an interesting Approach to it Because It's like breaking One of my rules But then fulfilling it Somehow as well Because I just am Morally opposed To more than 15 tracks But He also kept it At like A decent time Like It worked out really well Because like I mean, also needed to hear it, so we played it like while we were playing basketball, and we just had it on the JBL blasting, and then we were listening, and it looped, like stargazing came on again right right as as we were basically packing up. I mean the the whole hour
1: long length of the project because uh, 15 minutes an hour that's not that different. Yeah, well, different. I I lose a little bit of just. Willpower every single time an artist drops a project longer than an hour because that just means that now it's significantly invested in my life. I have to listen to this entire thing.
0: Yeah, now you gotta really like take the time out of your day, like you gotta set it aside. You can't just do it casually.
1: And same thing happens with like any artist. Drake, even though I've been morally opposed to Drake ever since More Life came out, Uh, I still haven't heard Scorpio because I just Scorpion. There you go. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Scorpio.
1: Whatever. It's look. I think I just, that project's just going to skip me because I don't want to hear that much Drake anymore. I just, after More Life and then just the small couple of tracks I've heard here and there, I don't really care for the album. But this isn't about that. So yeah. let's get to the first track on this project, Stargazing. What do you think about Stargazing?
0: So like you had the snippet. I guess it turned out to be a snippet like from the trailer, which like I already liked it from the trailer. I listened to it a bunch of times and like I was like, you know what, this is... I hope a lot of the album is this aesthetic and this atmospheric and stuff like that and kind of spacey. but it wasn't, but Stargazing as it's on its own was good. Uh, I love the vo- like the vocalization that he does, like the very Kanye-esque vocalization he does during the chorus. and I was happy to see it like looped again rather than just be at two minutes. Like the outro is hit or miss for me like the first two or three times i heard it i was like yo this is dope i like it but then there was another time where i was like "Eh, whatever it's cool like it's it's not bad it's just you know it's, it's a lot more i have to be in the mood for it versus like just the track as it's as on its own you know i would have liked it would have worked really well if that was like its own little interlude or whatever rather than being slapped on at the end of the track but i get it it makes sense I just thought
1: Stargazing, like, set the perfect tone for the album. Because you have this dissection where it's, first part of the track is super spacey, super just, you know, you're floating on clouds, Travis does that well. And then part two is a little bit more gritty, and he kind of tries to flex his lyricism muscle, even though that's never been his thing.
0: Nah, like, he even commented on that once when when he did Goosebumps with Kendrick. He was like, I was looking at this motherfucker's notepad, and it was just dense, and I was looking at mine, and it's just all gaps and I think that really affected him like he was like man I don't write shit
1: (laughs) yeah because listening to this there's been tracks where it's very obvious that Travis is just trying to catch up with the rest of the hip hop community
0: not Uh, catch up but he's trying to set himself I, I wouldn't say catch up per se I would say he's more just trying to set himself apart a little bit in the sense of like he wants to like make himself seem like he's more of a half trap half lyricist not lyricist because he's never any spitting anything really serious or thought-provoking really but more of like you know he can actually flow on a beat rather than just ride it like an instrument kind of like half kanye half i don't know who the fuck is out right now who like uh yeah i guess like or like just like hardcore trap artists where like their their bars are dense even though they aren't saying much you know like amigos type track where they're saying a lot but they're not really saying much either rather than just being, like, riding Yeah, it's riding more it. connected. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: Um, moving on, there's the, uh, the second track with Frank Ocean, which I didn't expect.
0: I didn't expect that either. I didn't hear shit about them being in the studio together. All of a sudden, we just get this? Like, bro, that's that's some symbolic. That's what, like, makes me feel like when we were having the conversation with all the boys about, like, where does he fall? Like, where does Travis fall since it's been so long since he put out a project in terms of popularity? Is he like A-list, B-list in the music industry? And this va- validates my feeling, like seeing the feature list and everything on this, like he got, he was getting whatever feature he asked for. He had Frank, he has a Tame Paula production on this. Like that's, you gotta make some phone calls for that bitch. Kevin Parker doesn't exist anyways. Like less than Frank, Kevin Parker's even more mysterious. So, yeah.
1: And I, I love the, the experimental vibe of the track. It was different. Frank was a little bit different. I don't know how much I enjoyed that in the first verse, mm. but it kind of grew on me. Like the, the more I heard it, the more I heard it. Because Frank's the rapping I feel like has been good for the last like couple of things that he's been on where he raps, and it he's trying to set himself like at this place where I think it's the opposite of what Travis is doing, where Travis is a trap artist who's trying to show his like vocal range, but Frank has always been good at you know the words. Yeah. And now he's just proving that he can be good on the, with the words on everything.
0: That's true. I mean, I've always liked him rapping. Like, I mean, this man had two verses on Raph, like on the final version that came out. And uh, I mean, I like both. Like, I can listen to both. So I don't know. Like, I feel like it's... Uh, I feel like I like Frank on this. I like the track overall. It, it didn't blow my mind or anything. Like, if on paper, it sounds so such a match made in heaven you know it's it's basically it should be like another more or less like wonderful like him in the weekend like him in the weekend vibe really well but I think they're also just aesthetically pretty similar too so that helps Mm. But yeah it was it was a solid track it was you know nothing nothing mind-blowing it wasn't
1: disappointing it wasn't amazing or mind-blowing but it was it It was was, it was a good just like filler track I feel
0: no I wouldn't I wouldn't go to that except maybe to you like it was a bit of a filler but I don't know like this album because this album to me has a lot of like kind of real ass filler like, this album did hit a couple of low points for me, but no, it was solid. You know, Frank Frank was, again, I always worry when, Fra- like, Frank likes to experiment on tracks, especially not his own tracks, and, like, just throw it out there. And um, I, always wor- like, I always get really worried with him because he does go well beyond the line of, like, bro, this isn't even music anymore. <laughs> like, this is just you yelling on the mic. And so, but this was safe experimentation on both of their parts. A lot of this album you could consider kind of experimentational for Travis, especially, like, the sounds that he's using. The beat itself is one that, I mean, they all kind of come in the same way. There's not much ingenuity to it, but it was a soft track. I I just don't want to move on because I know what the next track is. (laughs) Fuck, dude. (laughs) Sicko mode. Yeah. Drake needs to stop, bro. Drake needs to, like, I was such a big Drake fan. I think we all were. We all, like... Bro, this is so bad. It's so this like it's not even that bad bad, but I just can't listen to him anymore. Like I'm just tired. He's too everywhere. To a point where like I'm sick of hearing him. I
1: yeah. just I don't get it. I don't get how someone could be so stagnant and saturated, but still so just everywhere to a point where it just becomes frustrating. Like I would have loved somebody just anybody else to be on this track except for Drake. But everyone <laughs> needs the obligatory Drake feature on their albums now
0: let's not forget other than stop trying to be god which deserves it this is the only five minute track like no other track even comes close to that it, just, it doesn't end it literally doesn't end like the number of times that stargazing the outro of stargazing kicks in and i thought that it was just sicko mode starting and i'd want to skip it because i'd be like bro drake is about to come in like i gotta get out of here and i don't know like especially because his lyrics and drake drake like the more I really pay attention to what he's saying, the more he just falls apart to me. Like, I mean, the beat obviously was Fuego. You could say that about basically almost every track. The production on this was so fucking tight. Like every track.
1: That was that was my biggest fear about the album was I was scared that production-wise it was just gonna be a little bit messy.
0: Cause mainstream, mainstream music has been kind of yep. fucky in terms of even like fundamental, like mixing and mastering shit.
1: And I think that stems from just people trying to do different things but just not understanding the, the difference between good different and just, like, it just doesn't work on, a, like, a basic level.
0: Like, especially because you can get away with having poor mixing and mastering, like, as a SoundCloud artist, which is, like, kind of coming up right now, you know? Like, fucking Takashi 69 like, his music sounds like your speakers are blown out sometimes, like, especially his earlier shit. So it's like, okay, people were clearly vibing with their ex, like, fucking, uh, what's, what's, what was his big track, like, the first one? Look Uh, at me, yeah, look at me. No, look at me. Uh, Triple X, like his, his, that song, Look at Me. That song was unbearable for the first 10 seconds from just how blown out it sounded. But that was kind of the aesthetic. But you can't, as a mainstream artist, with like, we know you've got the money to put out like clean mastering, no issues with any pops, nothing. And so when they do that, it's like, bro, what the fuck? (laughs) And it's
1: just. Also, you don't want that, especially for a, a project that was supposed to come out so long ago and just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. You don't want to hear that at all. You want you expect it to be a certain level of just done.
0: Yeah, you want it to sound like it was like an actually finished project, not just like, oh, shit, we rushed it out. Yeah. But yeah, so sicko mode is mode, you know.
1: It's the obligatory Drake feature that everyone needs. Yeah. But what are you going to do about it? He's the hot guy right now, and he'll basically jump on anything. Yeah. Making music, man.
0: You're <laughs> retired. Didn't he say he's gonna take a two year break and then he dropped what the fuck, Scorpion? What? Where is our two year break from you, son? You didn't like, there was no time. He said, I'm taking a two year break and then within like four or five months, he dropped a single. <laughs> we, should,
1: we, we should get off the tra- Drake train. <laughs> still so much album left. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's still, yeah, we're all on that track three.
1: Um, RIP Screw with the swaley little robotic voice.
0: I fucking love this track.
1: Really? But like I I loved everything about the track. I don't know how I felt about Sway I like I felt like, yeah. But also, why? Why do we need you here? Like, why didn't you get like another Houston artist? If this was supposed to be your big homage to DJ Screw and you talk about all these other like inspirations that you had, why didn't you get someone uh, someone else? Maybe could have could have related better to that.
0: Who from Houston does what Lee does? Though, I'm. This is gonna be ignorant yeah. question. Are Ray Shymard even from Houston? Where the fuck are they from? Some motherfucker was born in Inglewood, California. Ooh. He grew up. He was he was raised in Mississippi. Yeah. So he, oh, didn't Travis like grow didn't Travis move to Mississippi or some shit? Didn't Travis like is from Houston, but he moved.
1: Yeah, he wasn't always based there. Yeah, like he just. But he has, you know, his roots are just still there. Yeah, I mean. He, and like, he will never stop reminding you that he's from there.
0: Nah, but like it makes sense though. Like the dude was a Houston Rockets ball boy mm-hmm. when he was growing up and shit like that. So like it makes sense. Yeah, but, and, you know, he loves Houston.
1: He does a lot for the city. And the, the Travis vocals on the track were also phenomenal. The high-pitched, just, like, screamy little, like, squeaker voice that he did. Which yeah. I, I vibed with. I don't I, know.
0: I like it, too. I, I mean, I'm... Yeah, I like, Travis is sounding... Like, this album had a lot of moments where I was like, damn, this sounds pretty Kanye West, man. Like...
1: Isn't that a little expected? Because Travis Scott had so much to do with
0: Kanye's music. That's true. That's true. But this is, like it's a it's a difficult point though like sonically when you're just like because at the end of the day it was like you don't really know how much he was involved you know like it was just known that yeah travis was always kind of in the studio with him during x y and z periods when he was making uses and he was doing this other shit and so like yeah you kind of knew it but, but you have to infer a little bit yeah and so like now it starts to but it doesn't throw it in a question for me at least where it's like who who made this you know like Like on if like just to jump back like to stargazing for a second like the vocals the vocals on the chorus really high pitched vocals on the chorus sounds super Kanye to me, and so it's like well who made that up whose idea was that to do that to me it's always seemed like Kanye but I don't really question it, but yeah it was a it was a good track I like Travis lyrically is content wise I always thought he had an issue of repeating. Word choice, like, it seemed like his vocabulary was pretty and limited, just limited yeah. but in this, in this, he's a lot more referential, like, I feel like he did some reading, he, uh, he really, you know, sophisticated. At the library. Some, yeah, he was at the library reading some books, like, getting, like, because, like, he's making, like, real references, you know, like, like, he, he mentions Bar Baby, which is, uh, which was, like, one of the original songs about sipping Lean from Houston and shit like that, so it's, like, you know, not a, one of the original, but one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Shit like that.
1: Uh, Stop Trying to Be God, which I thought... One of the high, 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 high points on the album. Definitely. And it came at such a perfect moment. You were done with the intro. You got a couple of decent tracks. And then this is the just to raise you up kind of track. Like, hey, don't forget you listen to this fucking amazing album.
0: Yeah.
1: And the features. Cuddy and Travis will always just be magical together. I don't understand why they don't drop a project. James Blake will be James Blake. It's soulful. It's British. It's... (laughs) eerie in a little, in a little way. Do you already know that, though, because James has worked with, like, Kendrick and all these other people, and yeah, James he's Blake just and James, phenomenal.
0: Yeah, James Blake always kind of fits in with hip-hop kind of well. Like, it's interesting. He, he's, I think he's just kind of a talented and intelligent musician in, in his understanding of it, where he can just kind of hop in and mesh really well with the environment that he's in, even if it's pretty different than his own solo work.
1: And I think it's way better to have, like, a James Blake on a project or a track than having just, like, generic female singer.
0: True, true because yeah. he brings
1: a like a little bit of a a, a next step and a bigger like in, involvement in the entire thing
0: and this is kind of where the money of it comes in you know like travis is clearly upper echelon because probably a lower tier artist would have just gotten a whatever feature yeah but uh you know he travis went out and got something like i think Whoever the executive producer on this, and I don't know how much of Trav, like how much Travis was really involved in terms of like the really hardcore artistic direction stuff, but I could I could see him being heavily involved. These types of de- decisions are what impress me in an artist, you know, having a really concrete image in your mind and being able to figure out how to manifest that properly. Well, a
1: lot of them make sense. I mean, James Blake has worked. You could just play Six Degrees of Separation. Mm-hmm. James Blake has worked with Kendrick. Kendrick has worked with Travis. Travis has obviously heard of James Blake. Same thing with the Thundercat. Thunder. We'll get to that. We need to get to (laughs) that. Yeah, yeah,
0: But, like, yeah. And then
1: you have... Like, everybody here makes sense, which is wild. The only one that just literally threw me for just a whirlwind was the Tame Impala production.
0: Me too. I I just...
1: No one could have expected that.
0: I'm I'm a Tame Impala, like... I'm a huge Tame Impala fan. And I didn't... I didn't know this was happening. I did... Like, again, they were... For how long this album was in production, they didn't spill a secret. Oh. We didn't know shit about this. Like everyone was kind of guessing because of how big Wonderful was that the weekend would be back on this, but nothing was confirmed. You know, and so it's just wild. Like he really, he really did it well. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed.
1: And the Stevie, uh, Stevie Wonder harmonica.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean Stevie Wonder being. Stevie. That harmonica was.
1: Basically, its own person. I think
0: it was really funny. There was a moment like while we were playing basketball that I just I was the one shooting and I was just like I just zoned in on the harmonica and it was just this weird disconnect. I think I was just super dehydrated, but it was funny.
1: I mean, I don't know if it makes up for the fact that just Stevie Wonder didn't say anything because allegedly it recorded some stuff, but Travis just it didn't make the cut. But I don't know if I'm mad at that. just because we got the harmonica, which is just... now we know that the next three four five big hip-hop tracks are all gonna include harmonicas huh
0: there were a couple of instruments that were thrown in on this album that were kind of threw me for a loop and i was there was it was there was one like weird like almost like sitar sound that i was like bruh i better not start hearing this bullshit on other tracks it was like really sharp and amelodic and nonsense it was like you know like the sitar sound and like it, like that Indian song where the woman is singing like atonally and all nasally the, and, and like the, with with the tabla and like <laughs> and like the sitar is always like just some fuck shit and that was basically what I heard on one of these tracks I can't even remember I think I just suppressed the memory but yeah that was that was a terrific track definitely yeah. definitely one of the high points
1: I think so too um, and then we have the obvious party anthem yeah. no bystanders I
0: look forward to getting sick of that real quick
1: yep I mean, it's gonna be. You know that this is what Travis wanted, right? This is one of the tr- the tracks that, it's like a goosebumps or through the through the late night, where, it's made so we can get big, yeah. So that it can be popular, so that it can promote the album. Mm. I don't think I have a problem with that. I just it's not for me. It's just kind of forgettable, that.
0: We were here for something else. Yeah. We were looking and we were looking at this album. Both of us, we were definitely looking for something other than this. So we expect this, you know? Like, even on Damn, there was fucking songs on there that were meant to just kind of go big.
1: I, but I do like the fact that Travis is letting artists like Juice World and Check West work with him, just because it gives a little bit more legitimacy to the younger kids. Because everyone knows that there's still this weird divide where people will just dismiss artists because they're young.
0: Isn't it funny like how, as time goes on, the gap between the old school and the new school gets so slim... Travis Scott's, like, 26. Owl Pharaoh came out, like, five, four or five years ago. Like, his first project came out, like, five years ago. But he's already being kind of deemed as, like, an old-school rapper. And I think that's just because he just jumped and he was super huge. Like, he wasn't super huge really fast, but, like, he got to, like, a huge tier pretty quickly. Yeah. And so, like, he's just treated as, like, someone who's, I guess, established, I would give him that. But... Yeah, there was a lot of hype over the Sheck West feature. Can you tell me why? Like, I don't get it. Like, I was seeing a lot of, like, bullshit internet hype. Obviously, it wasn't, like, I don't give it too much credence, but, like, I was just surprised. Like, I barely know anything about this Sheck West dude. and Why is everyone so... From
1: what I understand about Sheck West, which I don't understand that much, I'll be honest. It's He's kind of bumping in the underground, and he's very much like a... Remember how it was when Playboy Cardi was just about to blow up? It feels like that right now, where he could be either the next big thing, or just, like, he could just fall to the wayside, honestly. Okay. I don't understand the hype, just because, like, a lot of people are like that right now.
0: A lot. Yeah. A lot of people. But I legitimately, I have to look up which Shotcat Check on it. I was like, oh, that was him?
1: And he didn't play, like, that big a role.
0: Yeah, so I guess a lot of people might be disappointed now, maybe, like, because they were probably expecting, like, a proper feature, and... Maybe. I just
1: think Sheck West fans really like him. So they were just, like, super excited. <gasps> He's on a Travis album. You know, this is going to be maybe his, like, make-or-break moment. But
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the big-time the big cosign yeah. that these underground fans are looking for. Makes sense. Okay, that makes that makes sense, then.
1: But, like, I don't know if he has the star power to keep, it going? to keep it going. Just because a lot of his tracks, and I've only heard, like, four or five, but a lot of his tracks are just the same thing.
0: That's a pretty solid sampling. That's more than me. Okay, well, yeah. uh, that makes me feel validated. I only heard two and I'm like, this sounds like the same old bullshit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so, after that, like, little lull, we have skeletons.
0: Fuck, dude.
1: It's, it's, just, it's just a roller coaster ride right now.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, hey, Astro World, I guess. Um, it really does
1: put you in that roller coaster vibe, like circus. Just eat. Sometimes yeah. you're eating, like, yeah. cotton candy. Sometimes you're having fun. Sometimes you're just, like, zoned out in like space mountain who gives a fuck you know
0: yeah he said something about the vibe of the album that i want to come back to later but um yeah this track skeletons was again another high point for me which was dope because you know uh stop trying to be god was like just two tracks back and mm-hmm. so like it was high point after high point i was like all right we're hitting we're hitting a stride here i'm liking it yeah um production on it was pretty bizarre
1: it was yeah i wrote the i said that it felt a little bit amateurish but also like super just silky smooth
0: yeah like the intro is like that m and sam- sample that i cannot for the life of me remember oh uh, it's dream on it's a dream on sample the Arrow aerosmith yeah yeah but then that m&m did as well like he sampled as well but like i recognize it more from the So i, I'm a, I feel like a piece of shit now but like oh you are <laughs> thank you and no, it's like no, but that that sample and then with the female vocalization in the back and everything, no, that was that was that was good. I liked the, I like the production when I listened to it more and more and then when I put the headphones on and everything, I was like, Fuck man, this is no this is for real. Tim and Paula really stepped in. Pharrell definitely had to touch that a little bit. Yeah, I I'm,
1: mean and you do hear a little bit sometimes, you know, it goes in that like <clears throat> signature Pharrell like three beat like sound. Yeah. And it's very prominent, just that's what Pharrell does. He'll yeah. go in our room and just add that little on everything
0: yeah he'd be like yo this would be a good part to throw that in and they would be like you know you're right you're right um I mean I uh I, I was surprised I didn't think The weekend would be on two tracks or yeah. 17 tracks maybe kind of makes sense that they just had him in the studio he was on this and Wake the Up next, yeah the next yeah. track but like this song he wasn't truly truly on it as much as he was on Wake Up but like it was a good feature. I mean, I, I love The Weeknd as a feature artist. I put him up there as like probably one of the best feature artists out there, just by virtue of what he does. Mm-hmm. So like he can just go on any track and just fucking <laughs> do his shit. But like, no, nah, this was uh, this was definitely another again a high point production. Again, this was one of the tracks where like it really illustrated to me how crisp this album sounded. It was a good moment, you know. It felt really good to listen to it and be like, damn, this is no, nah, this is this is actually pretty high quality. This is Travis didn't. You know, didn't try cut corners on any part of this, which makes me feel good. Seem like he takes it seriously, I guess.
1: Yeah, and like as we approach like the middle of the album, it was it was good to still have that intensity that you know something like it's not all just the same.
0: Yeah, you always worry about the second half yeah. when you get later in it.
1: But I feel like the album does shift a little second half you go from a little bit more experimental to a little bit more of what you just know just expect from Travis
0: yeah it started to become kind of obvious like especially like where i could really time when the beat was about to really kick in like when the drums would kick in i was like oh man no okay like again i'm a stan so i was kind of okay with it cuz i was like well i kind of wanted this like i know what he does so i can't be upset when he does it but it was it was interesting like to see how 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 long it took for him to really kind of like exhaust the true experimentation and more into just well, let's just let's just try this you know let's just fiddle a little.
1: How do you think it would have how do you think would have felt if maybe he just released an album, half the length of this, where it was all experimental music, and then had left this for like a more traditional just Travis album.
0: I think he would have caught some heat though. I think people would have gotten annoyed just by virtue of the fact that, just by virtue of the fact that just like people kind of want, like. It's, like, this is... I think this is, like, how to appease people, you know? Because people complain. You always get the people who are going to complain, like, oh, there's no artistic progression. You're just putting out the same shit over and over again. I'm done. You know? Like we are with Drake. Or you can... You're going to have the other people who are, like, oh, this is too experimental. This is nonsense. You got too far away from us. You lost us. This is too much. And so this is, I feel like, is, like, the steady compromise. Especially, I'm I'm impressed that he managed to keep it under an hour, man. Like, this could have easily been a mess. 17 tracks is a lot to This trouble. could have been a
1: culture two situation. Bro, don't Very you. easily.
0: I was so glad that I never had to listen to that album from front to back again <laughs> after that. Like, fucking A, dude. That was exhausting. It took more than one full sitting. And I had... I, I'm not that bad at carving out the time to sit there and listen to new music. Fuck, that was a slog. Um, they don't make albums. They just make singles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it was... It was good.
1: Um i think this is like at this point the album starts to sh- to shift a little with five percent tint
0: yeah five percent i that song really kind of like i guess like it's i i was on the album like three or four times front to back uh and so this song definitely kind of fell by the wayside in my mind like i didn't really bookmark it too intently like it was it really? was really yeah like it was not bad i liked it but it was just you know especially after the weekend feature and the bizarre ass like guitar that was on wake up and all that shit I was like man this is this is kind of kind of normal
1: I just I so wow we just thought completely different things here I thought that this this has the possibility to be like a sleeper hit so not something that is popular right now but just it will get a resurgence at some point just like goosebumps kind of did
0: Wow okay I mean. Because it had that dark, moody tone would that we're all also used to. Feel like to the extent of goosebumps?
1: I don't think to the extent of goosebumps, it's but I'm talking like a maybe like the, same, the, the, the popularity of like a pick up the phone.
0: I would have thrown out like coordinate.
1: Or coordinate, yeah. I like
0: don't know. those songs, like people who like the album know them. Yeah. But yeah, no, I get what you mean. Um, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I just um. Maybe I was just, like, riding really high after the Weekend feature. I fucking love that song, especially the guitar on it and everything, man. No, that that song was really a big high point for me personally. Like, because I was really expecting it. Like, I I was one of the people who was like, you know what? Wonderful was too good and too successful of a track for them to not do this again. Yeah. Like, to just work together again. I'm kind of surprised Wonderful doesn't even have a music video.
1: It felt like the track that should have had like a music video from all the tracks.
0: Definitely, I can't even remember the music videos for that fucking album. Pick up the phone, God. Um, Goosebumps, Goosebumps got, got, got one. Got one. Um, did he well, and then there were also
1: like the ones where it was oh, like
0: because he makes like those mini. movies.
1: Yeah, the mini movie ones because he had a. He like God, a, he was was it the one where he got into a car accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like basically that was, a, that was a whole it was called like Birds in the Trap, right? It was yeah, just Yeah,
0: and it was basically like a mini movie that was basically like an extended music video for the whole It was album. it felt
1: like a runaway kind of thing.
0: No runaway was like all music though. Yeah. This was this was there's a lot of just you know like uh, narrative in yeah. it. Yeah, not, not That just, didn't really make that much sense. Yeah, it was like the It l- was like
1: someone wrote a short story and then just Travis grabbed oh, like it and sounds, ripped it in half, and like then just tried to, like...
0: Yeah, like, soundtracked by Travis Scott, starring Travis Scott, is really what it should have been. Not, like, I don't treat it as like, music videos at all. Thieves in the Trap got a music video? Oh, yeah, it did. With Nav, and they right. were dancing that's, in that warehouse. That's right, yeah, you just remind me, and I'm seeing, like, the shaky cam and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was everything. Yeah, every one of these bastards have, like, such a fucking strict aesthetic. Yeah. Anyways...
1: Uh, then the 21 feature track, NC-17, Mm. 21, Travis, you know, it's, they're good together. 21 felt different on this, just because he was a lot more high energy than we're used to, Mm. and he was a little bit faster paced. Uh, the beat, like the beginning of it, at least, really reminded me of Ghostface Killers off that Without Warning album that he dropped, seemingly without warning. Um... (laughs) I, Travis also played a little bit with the with the vocals, which I think it did well, mm-hmm. but other than that, it was kind of just, you know, like, it's cool, it's alright, Just it didn't really grab me that well.
0: I dug it, I mean, I agree with you on the 21 part, like, I really like the 21 part, there was some kind of goofy lyrics in there too, <laughs> come on, not on her face because her new nickname is Babyface, that was pretty funny. You know, there were some funny lyrics. 21 is a
1: funny guy. He, he says some shit that's really outlandish that you don't expect him to say. and yeah, It just always it's, hits well.
0: I, it's always good when I can also kind of see that translated into music. I was like, I was playing Paul and I was laughing. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was funny. But, like, it was, I liked it. I liked the beat on it, too. Uh, there were some pretty solid beat switches throughout the whole album, honestly. I feel like not, like, full-on switches, but, like, mixes up and yeah
1: even the drake track had two which were phenomenal i think yeah. those are the highlights of that of that track at least
0: yeah if you could just mute the drake vocals and kind of just have an instrumental listen to it that'd be terrific a lot
1: of these tracks their instrumentals i think would just destroy yeah. the internet yeah if he,
0: <laughs> could, he could release an instrumental version of this album and i think it would it would appease a lot of people like this was it was very good high quality trap production that was a little bit weird you know what like we're, and there is a lot of people who are making terrific trap beats right now. I'm sure if we went on YouTube, we'd probably find like 15 that would be like, "Well, this is a whole album right here." Mm. But like, for somebody this mainstream, you know, it's always it's always nice to see them at least doing something on the production that makes you like notice it, you know? Because good production is something that I think is very particular to a lot of people and what people look for in the song. Yeah. And so, yeah.
1: And then, what, what are my favorite tracks on the entire album. The, uh, produced by John Mayer, Thundercat, and Travis. Um, Astro Thunder. I
0: love that, <laughs> Which, I love that Thundercat manages to always impose his name on everything. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, Thundercat... God, that man could do no wrong. But the production was just... I think, like, if I... If that track only came out as instrumental, I wouldn't even care. I thought the alien, spacey vibe was amazing. Travis... Travis was alright, I mean... I wasn't really looking out for him that much just because I was just listening that beat over and over again. Me too. The flow was a lot slower. It was a lot more like stripped down. I felt, but every part of it was just so good.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Like it was, uh, it was very solid. I mean, look, I love I love Thundercat a lot, and his bass guitar like riffs are always really noticeable and fit really well. Like I almost feel like they, from a uh, step by step process. Like they are, the first layer that they work on on the track, you know. Maybe they also have the bait like the the key melody as well. But like it always sounds like the bass is such a integral part of the track. It's always so impressive to me.
1: And it works so well with John Mayer and Travis.
0: Yeah, no, this was I this this. It's a match
1: that you didn't realize you wanted, but now that you have it, it's just. Yeah, like. I want to hear more of it.
0: Now that it's in front of me, it seems so obvious. Like I'm such a big fan of both of them. I don't know why I never thought that they would work so outstandingly together, but I want more. I want to see more uh, Thundercat and Travis Scott collabs, especially. I mean, John Mayer fit, like, in the same vein that about basically everything we said about James Blake. Um, but yeah, no, that Thundercat feature was tremendous. Seriously. I'm, I'm glad he's keeping it up. Like.
1: Yeah, but then I feel like that was, for the most part, that this is where the album kind of starts to dip mm. after this track because, um, we have about five tracks left. Yosemite's is the first one, with Gunna and Nav, which.
0: This is a song like for me that's like what you said about a five percent tilt. Since I, like the same kind of like underground sleeper comeback party club bullshit, all that nonsense. To me, this is that that felt more like it. maybe because Gunna and I, I listen to Gunna, so it's like I I'm like yeah I know what this fucking dude's about and you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, admittedly, I don't know that much about Gunna, but he did well mm-hmm. Nav was just Nav I don't care about him I don't listen to his music I don't like watch out for his music
0: later, not epic, so yeah. uh, guy like all his shit is so the same
1: but it and also like I think Travis might have realized that too because as soon as he started speaking it just started fading out
0: <laughs> he gets it he gets it maybe like he was just
1: like okay well I need to give Nav my friend this no, feature maybe. but then also I'm not trying to hear that <laughs>
0: It could be like this. Literally, sounds it's like a, like an NBA trade deal. You know, it's like, like all right, you get the weekend feature. This is all XO bullshit because Nav is also an EXO artist. He's signed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you want two weekend features? It's gonna cost you a Nav feature. <laughs> Fuck. All right, we're just gonna start. Just to his vocal throw record. it at the end and just you know just fade feed? it out. Uh-huh. And it faded out
1: for so long, like.
0: Oh uh, well, cause this, the weekend was sitting right over his shoulder, like, mm 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 mm, a little more, a little more sun. Ugh. Ugh, ugh indeed. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think I think maybe Travis is just like, well, Beavis in the Traps was successful, so maybe we could do it again.
0: Yeah, Mike Dean's stay killing with the Seriously. Mike Dean, Mike Dean's mom. I mean, I
1: get excited whenever I hear Mike Dean's work on something.
0: Yeah, and there was the photo of him in the studio with Travis, and he was holding a guitar. I'm like, oh my lord, are we gonna get another Drugs-East try? Am I ready? Is my soul ready for this? Yeah,
1: but Mike Dean does his thing. He does it well, so... Yeah, I can't be mad at it.
0: I kind of wonder if he was the guitar on uh, "Wake Up." I was thinking, I was. He. Really... It sounds
1: very Mike Dean, but it also just sounds like it could be someone trying to imitate Mike Dean.
0: Just be a fucking sample from somewhere. Or like, just I mean, a if we look, out, look it up. It could be a pretty popular sample.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, so, I was gonna say, who, what, with the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm skipping. Can't say because that track was just forgettable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was that was another that, like see this was this was one of that was again yeah, you're you're right. Like that to me was a big track that felt like you could kind of just throw it by the wayside and
1: and it, you wouldn't really lose anything.
0: Yeah, like this one, I don't want to say it could be cut cuz it fits. But like and this album isn't like overly, you know, bloated really, but I kind of like I don't think he would have lost a lot if you can't say what was it on. Yeah. I don't think people are be crying.
1: I mean, you get all the Travis tropes, the great melodies, and the—it's just very basic Travis. But yeah. you know, basic Travis is what we love, so why not? But yeah. I just felt a little bit to be desired. True,
0: very true.
1: Mm. And Don Tolliver, I—I've I, heard one other Don Tolliver track, and I didn't really vie with it. So I think
0: I might. I'm not that great he had one me. track
1: that blew up, I think, last year, and it's just whatever. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense if you think about the like, timeline of Astroworld, like when he was, when, re- when he blew up, theoretically Travis could have hit him up, for but really? now he's just kind of forgotten about. It's an old reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't really that special.
0: Yeah, it was just a track. It, I mean, it wasn't too long either, it was whatever. Yeah, yeah it, That's, I think, what helps a lot of these tracks is to not, it'll stay for too long, so... Even if it's not a terrific track, like right when you're about to change it, if you're like okay I'm bored it's like okay, there's like thirty five seconds left, whatever.
1: Uh, and then the uh well not Migos, but Quavo and Takeoff is the track which is just just let offset be on a track, man. Like yeah. why why not?
0: Bro, maybe Offset's a loop in the studio. Oh my god, you think? Maybe it's just like a piece of shit to have in the studio. Uh, so yeah. just like, well, I don't know. i I'm, I'm literally this is raw speculation, like I mean, but it's just weird how, it, like, just. Offset could have been in prison the night there in the studio, for all we know. Like,
1: I mean, probably. That boy gets into some fucking just some weird shit. Yeah. Anyways, yeah,
0: it was. It was, it was very normal. Yeah, this is a, like, because Huncho Jack was so terrific, so we needed more. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: Travis Migos, Travis Quavo track. It just felt like that. I wouldn't have any problem just skipping it if it came on.
0: It literally just sounds like. It could have very easily could have been an excerpt from fucking or like a. It could have been on Hunter Jack. It yeah, could have it been could have on Culture have, Two. It could have been on. It could have been a cut from anywhere. Yeah. Um. So.
1: That they just had like lying around and they're like you know what let's just yeah, throw this in.
0: Damn right. So. Pad the runtime. Yeah, and I mean this seems like it could have been a streaming numbers thing. I think that's seventeen tracks seems like it's for the streaming money. Yeah. Stretch it out a little, but what do I know? The Drake effect. Yeah. Fuck. Ugh. And then you get the single. The single. Fucking butterfly effect. What can what can we say that hasn't already been said? I mean, I just said good. <laughs> Great track. Okay, for this life, I cannot change. Hidden Hills. <laughs> nah, I fucking love it. I love I, it. I I
1: love it. I just feel like I just like I've, I've heard it enough already. Just because it came out so much earlier than the album. Like usually, I could understand if a single comes out like a month before an album, two yeah. months, maybe three. Months if you're really stretching years. it.
0: It literally came out last summer. Like I very, very, very vividly remember where I was when it came out.
1: <laughs> so it just, it's just like, it's just there. I mean, Butterfly Effect is obviously the hit of this album. It's yeah, the other. Just because the single did insane numbers. Started listeners,
0: like some bullshit. Uh huh. But like, I mean, a big thing though is like I think it, it was placed well. Yeah. So like after some songs that could have been iffy, you know, like Yosemite can't say and who what for a lot of people could probably be pretty negligible. So just hit him with something they know, hit him with something they love. And Butterfly Effect, you know, we know, I think everybody likes it, so it's like yeah. all right, perfect timing. So yeah.
1: We have it it's weird, huh? We didn't get the um we didn't get watch on this album. We didn't get uh those other two singles that dropped with Butterfly Effect on this album.
0: Amen and Green and Purple, but like And we
1: also didn't get that leaked UFO track.
0: No, oh, that was one of these. I forget which one it was. Was it? Yeah, I I don't know. Like I could, I, I'll like I can figure it out. But like I remember one of the leaks was, was one of these. It might have even been
1: Houston Californication Houston, Houston. or Houston Fornication. Or Houston fornication. Yeah. Well, uh, what did you think about that? I felt like it. It felt very goosebumps, but like minimal. It was very watery. It was very high energy. The hi hats were great, but other than that, I don't really have much to say about it. Me neither. Like it's again just very like. The second half of this album suffers, I think, a lot. Mm. Just because a lot of these tracks are just not memorable at all. And I get Travis wanted to, you know, like, give love to the city, talk about where it came from, but...
0: There's a better way to do it than this. Way
1: better way to do it. I mean, because you think about tracks like... Um, the, Like Kanye, when he talks about Chicago on Homecoming, and then you compare it to something like this, and you're just like, well, these are just... This is just very iffy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, this is this is track sixteen of seventeen. Yeah. So at this point, you're kind of probably bankrupt out of ideas. Which is m- another thing, probably why Butterfly Effect was before it. It's just you know.
1: Just to remind the people that they're listening to.
0: Yeah. Um, it was, it was a solid track. Again, not like there were very few tracks on here. Like none of the tracks to me were like, wait, I think. There was one track that was truly unlistenable. What was the track that had the future sample? Uh, on this album? Yeah, yeah, the Fuckin' the Club. Oh, uh,
1: that was the um, that was the Juice World track. Yeah, that was. Uh, that had, no was, bystanders.
0: Yeah, that song was. That song had moments that were like kind of un- unlistenable. I like, but I like the song. I like, I like the way Travis approached it. Yeah. Like Houston, 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 Houston fornication. That's the hardest track in the world to say. Fuck, like it's California like Californication fits well because it's California. So it just word- rolls off the tongue a lot better. Yeah, because California already has part of fornication in it, but like Houston is nothing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a g- but it was a solid track again, like definitely definitely a solid 7 out
1: of 10. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, and then we move on to the final track, Coffee Bean, which I feel like we're going to disagree on heavily. Because I think this was the perfect Rated on this album I thought maybe it's one of the better tracks on the album I, every time I've heard it I just, like, I I I get pleasantly surprised that Travis is doing This different kind of thing
0: I mean, I don't feel As strongly as you do, but like I like it I like, like, on Rodeo The song that was kind of like that was Apple Pie Yeah And I love the shit out of that song So like I nah, um, listen I like Travis as a person <laughs> I like I want to see him have fun so like if this seems this strikes me as a song that he kind of just like wanted to try and see if he could really do it artistically speaking
1: yeah but I mean the the guy who produced it in 10 Dean 85 I thought he knocked it out of the park I thought solid production solid like lyricism there's obviously a track about him and his girl yeah I feel like we don't get like and it's cohesive it's not like a line about his girl or a line about his daughter and then just like him in the club oh, I got this iced out got this iced out like we hear from the Migos or something. Yeah. It was very it was like a story and you kind of follow it just like
0: Definitely yeah like I, I'm impressed I'm impressed with the like this was definitely one this was definitely one where he wanted to kind of show his lyricism he wanted mm-hmm. to show that he can do that like that he can tell a whole like cover you know this song is one of the longer joints three and a half minutes and it's it's a very, very cohesive track. Obviously, you do have a little... It's a little bit of, you know, losing focus a little bit in parts of it, but in general, no, he kept to it, and I, I dug that a lot. It was... Uh, I liked it, again. Like, I definitely, I definitely don't feel as strongly as you do, maybe just because I wanted slightly different production on this like album, and I was looking for a specific sounds. And so... Um, I wasn't like so enthused about it and shit like that. Yeah. I just dug it. I just
1: love the different vibe of the entire thing. I thought if Travis released a project that's less spacey trap and more, I don't want to say like indie calm type vibe, but like that's kind of where it is, I wouldn't hate it.
0: I don't think I'd hate it either. I'd just be like,
1: I'd just be like, this is different. And but
0: bro, your P is like. Like, in my eyes, Travis's two, like, masterpieces are Drugs You Should Try and 90210. Yeah, and those, those are ballads. Are, those are fucking, like, him in the paint doing what he does. So, like, I think you wouldn't get any of that on a indie, you know, like, on a, an album that was, like, the vibe of Coffee being really intensely. But, again, what the fuck do I know? I'm not in the fucking studio with him.
1: Yeah. What do you think about how, when people spoke about Travis let's say, before um, Birds in the Trap came out, people were talking about how amazing producer and he does, you know, his type of music very well. you think about him not, just not producing as much anymore. And, like, he's taking a hands-off approach. I feel like he probably still has the creative input, it's just he doesn't do it himself.
0: I think it's just a money thing, because, like, I think Travis Travis was signed to good music as a producer, Mm -hmm. not a rapper. So, I just think, like, he definitely has a very large amount of input, like creatively on the on the instrumentals and everything. It's just a matter of does he does he really sit down in front of the computer for hours making up melodies and doing all this shit? Nah, he probably he's probably in the studio with a lot of these producers just doing it instead. You know, telling them to do stuff and switch it up and do things and they probably come to him with like a bass and then he plays around like while they're just talking and sitting there in front of the in front of the monitor. But I just don't think he does enough, maybe, like, so to answer your question, I don't mind it, because I have a strong inclination that he probably still is involved, like, from the production standpoint, definitely more than the average artist out there right now. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much.
1: A lot of people were talking about how this was a make-or-break moment for Travis, because... You know he was he was popular, sure. With rodeo, it wasn't that much. With birds, it got really popular even after it was released. Since then, his popularity has spiked. I feel. Do you think that this album like met expectations?
0: That's hard to tell. I mean, we're not even done with the first day of it being out. Yeah. So like, and I haven't really been monitoring. Has me. it met your expectations? Has it met my expectations? I had to sit on it more, man. Travis is like a big deal to me, like in terms of his music when he puts it out. Like, I really have to sit with it and see how I feel. And, like, it's, like, in waves with me, with his music. Like, I will have different parts of different albums that I really enjoy more than others, just given my day and my mood and stuff. So, like, who knows, you know? Like, I could come back to you in three months, and my best tracks on this album would be a completely different list. So, yeah, no, I I like it. But what about you? Is the more casual
1: Travis fan here? I mean, I still like, like, I love his music, but I just nowhere near the level you are at. I think pleasantly surprised by this album. I, predictions were either it was going to be his best or his just worst project, and it was somewhere in the middle, so.
0: Wow, the normal, the normal result.
1: I just, I didn't have the crazy high hopes, but I also didn't have, like, major doubts. So I, like, it felt perfect. I was like, I'm not bothered by this, you know, I like what Travis did on some of these tracks a lot. Some of them were just a little bit, Meh. Overall, I would think this project's like a solid seven and a half, maybe eight, on like a good day. Because there's some tracks, Astro Thunder, Skeletons, Stop Trying to Be God, which I think are fucking phenomenal. Carousel's also there. Mm-hmm. But then there's the ones that just break it down, like Yosemite and Can't Say and Who What. Butterfly Effect is Butterfly Effect. Coffee Bean, I think, was phenomenal. What do you think? Like, just an overall...
0: I mean, I like... I don't know, give it a hard rating right now. It feels difficult. Give it a color. I'd give it about a teal. (laughs) Maybe a sky blue. No, like I'd give it like a solid eight for now. That maybe will go up and down as I really digest it and give it some more time and listen to it a little bit more intensely.
1: Well, if you can can go back and try to remember like the first time you heard... Well, I guess the last project was honcho jack but no, no, no let's I'm not kidding. let's not let's not talk about that no like birds in the trap like, let's go back to birds yeah
0: birds in the trap i felt the exact same way uh and rodeo i don't know like like we had days before rodeo days before rodeo was fucking flames and then rodeo came out and i had a lot of like like back to back like i got we got two of his arguably best songs in my eyes so it was hard to complain at that stage and now as we progress I'm, I'm impressed with his ability to still put out high quality and interesting music. Like, this is fourth album. Like, uh, not really. Uh, Huncho Jack doesn't really count. So it's like his third. Like he's, but he's getting up there and albums out there. Like, if it's just Rodeo, Birds in the Trap, and this, he has three projects out. You know, at this point, artists start to get boring, and, like, you really haven't figured out. You can already predict a majority of the beats and the lyrics and everything. But, like, with this, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that element. So it's hard for me to feel like any I don't feel any feelings of disappointment about it. I'm I like it. I like it so far. There were some really good songs. I'm a little bit upset that I didn't have a song for me that really was like just grabs you and just like yeah, like holds it holds you tight. <laughs> yeah, and like just sends me to another fucking planet like those other songs do. Like every album has a song like that. The only I think the, I
1: feel like the only track that got kinda close to that was Stargazer. Y- yeah, but just because it was so out there yeah, but no. other than that, I don't know if he hit that that
0: high note. I definitely got that sensation. Like I was like, you know what, nah. He still definitely knows the sound. That at least for me personally, he's still in it, and he's still evolving.
1: At least, I mean, you definitely can't say that this is the same person who made. Twenty-six years old man. You can't say that this is the same person who made birds, you know. Like yeah. there is that remnants of it, but then there's also just Sonic the phoenix it. that came out of it of the whole experience. Well,
0: I mean, wow, well, you. You sound like you did not like Birds in the Trap that much. I loved
1: Birds in the Trap. I just thought that all the tracks were kind of similar. It was cool. So I like the whole just like just let me like dwell part of this.
0: Definitely, definitely. I, uh, I agree with you on that. Like, it's There was like, an actual solid artistic progression on this, which is, I mean, what else can you ask for? High quality music and artistic progression, right? Like From that point, it's just taste. And uh, I think we can both agree that it was it was a good album. It was good to listen to. There was It
1: met expectations. Yeah,
0: it met, and it might exceed as time goes on. I mean, I'll have to see how I feel about these tracks in, like, a week, you know? When, like, I've really had time to listen to them, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm already bored of this track, you know? We'll see if they have any real solid staying power, if any of them really have staying power. Butterfly Effect has tremendous staying power, but... Yeah, but we already knew that. Fuck yeah, we knew that. <laughs> um, the one thing I was going to bring up and I want to ask you about is, like, how do you feel about... In a lot of interviews and stuff, Travis was talking about, uh, like, he the vibe of this album was gonna be a lot more like the feeling of having Astral World shut down and apartments being put up in there and like just sucking the happiness out of the city. How do you feel that that statement lines up to the actual project that we know? I are? feel
1: like when he said it, he meant it, but then it just kind of got a little twisted, and Travis kind of got a little bit more realistic about the like the tracks that he chose because some of them definitely feel like well something is being taken away from me but I just can't figure it out yeah. and I don't know how to feel about it but then some of them are just club bangers some of them are just generic yeah. trap tracks so like it's it's there but it's not really there it's there's like an underlying effect of it but otherwise it's not forefront
0: i feel more on the negative side in terms of song order mm-hmm. and like track placement in the, all of this Just because, like, that statement rang a lot in my head because I was really trying to figure it out. It seemed so abstract. I'm like, what the fuck is this going to sound like? It's definitely not going to be as superficial as it sounds, right? Where it's just, like, really positive and then transition into negative. It's like, wow, what a fucking formula. Like, I think it it definitely did kind of have that sensation, but there was no real progression. Like, I expected Stargazer to be, like, a middle transition song. Not really, like, uh, opener. But, again, what the fuck do I know?
1: I mean, overall, I felt like the project was just Travis being Travis. And I don't think we could ask more of him just because at a certain point, you hope that an artist will progress to levels where he transcends his previous work. And Travis has done that on some tracks, but he hasn't done that on enough tracks, maybe? The project just felt like a like solid Travis, but then also I could do without this kind of Travis, especially those four egregious tracks. That started with Yosemite and ended with whatever was before Butterfly Effect. So any any final thoughts?
0: Solid album. I'm, I'm just glad it's here. I was so fucking tired, man. Every new Friday was just another loss in my column because it didn't come out. And now it's out, and I can actually just sit here and listen to it and think about it. That's all I ever wanted. I don't care. I'm a simple man with simple needs. Yeah, I'd have to agree with most of
1: those points, I feel.
0: <laughs> That's a win for me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, with that, we're going to wrap up the uh, second episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening in on another episode of the Cozy Cassette, if you made it this far. Really appreciate it if you went and followed our official Instagram account at the Cozy Cassette, as well as our personal accounts at Cozy King T-O-O-F-I-E, and at Kamel Aboumat.